0: Hello and welcome to the New Books Network. My name is Christian Axpo Nielsen. I am Associate Professor of History and Human Security at Aarhus University in Denmark. My guest for today's episode is Vasilis Petsinis, who is a Senior Research Fellow in Comparative Politics at the Johan Sküte Institute of Political Studies at the University of Tartu in Estonia within the frame of the Horizon 2020 Pop Rebel International Project. He is a political scientist with an expertise in European politics and ethnopolitics, specializing in the countries of Central and Eastern Europe. Today, we're going to be discussing Vasilis' new book, National Identity in Serbia, Voivodina and a Multi-Ethnic Society Between the Balkans and Central Europe, published by IB Tauris in 2019. Vasilis, hello and welcome.
1: Uh, Thank you very much for the kind invitation, uh, Christian.
0: Well, I'm glad to be able to discuss this uh, very interesting book that you've written. And let's start off with uh, the logical question. Why did you choose to write a book about Voivodina and what is so particular about this region?
1: I am going to. I will answer with an answer that I used to give quite a few years ago to those people who who asked me why did you do a PhD on Vojvodina. Well, uh, back then, uh, most of uh, the, most of the academic literature on uh, the on the multiethnic parts of the former Yugoslavia tended to concentrate on instances of uh, violent and uh, protracted ethnic conflicts, for example, in uh, Bosnia, uh, Croatia, Kosovo. So I decided to, to write about uh, a part of the former multi-ethnic a richly diverse part of the former Yugoslavia where there was uh, very little conflict during the turbulent 1990s and there have been very uh, and, and the intensity of inter-ethnic conflict has been uh, uh, low until nowadays-hmm
0: mm-hmm. and uh, and certainly uh, an area uh... We could contrast it with Kosovo. Uh, almost everyone, uh, it seems, knows Kosovo. Ironically and tragically because of the war there, but very few people, in my experience, who don't deal with the Balkans on a daily basis, at least in the West, uh, know uh, what Voivodina is or, or even where it's located. Uh, so, so, Go ahead.
1: Yes, certainly. And this is, uh, uh, I don't uh, want to boast here, but this is the only, the first uh, concise uh, uh, political political history of uh, Voivodina written in the English language.
0: Exactly. And I think that's what makes it, uh, or one of the elements, which makes it a, a, a very interesting book. Now, tell us a bit about uh, the sources you used in uh, compiling your research for this book.
1: Uh, when it comes to my sources, uh, part of uh, the uh, the main component of my sources are from uh, my time, the the time of my PhD research in uh, uh, Vojvodina. I conducted uh, in Novi I also conducted research in Belgrade, but also in other parts of uh, Vojvodina, uh, in Sombor, in uh, Apatin, in uh, Subotica, uh, uh, Santa Ada, and uh, they're basically some of them are local. Uh, the main chunk are locally available, locally available sources for example uh, certain uh, empirical empirical uh, studies on uh, the ethnopolitical uh, uh, realities of Vojvodina from uh, a historical uh, political and geographic and sociological perspective quite a few of them i accessed from uh, the departments of sociology and uh, and uh, geography at the university of novi sad also a huge chunk of them especially when it comes to archival research for the historical background at uh, matica srpska uh, the Matica Srpska library at, uh, in Novi Sad and also uh, quite a few sources from uh, local NGOs uh, focusing on, midi- on uh, media for example the Novi Sad School of Journalism then uh, also the question of uh, refugees and management of ethnic relations such as the Center for Regionalism and uh, the, of course the Humanitarian Center, the Humanitarian Center uh, for Integration and Tolerance an NGO that focuses on refugee questions in the former uh, in uh, Vojvodina, including the first wave of refugees from uh, the wars in Bosnia and uh, Croatia and also the latest wave of refugees from uh, uh, the Middle East who, who crossed uh, uh, who, some of them are t- are, 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 are based in uh, Vojvodina, others are there on a cross, uh, on a transit uh, basis. And of course I also conducted uh, a series of uh, interviews in different uh, stages, some of them during my Post doc, my, my doctoral uh, uh, as part of my PhD research, others uh, during my time as a postdoctoral researcher and quite a few of them more recently during my research as a Marie Curie experienced researcher in uh, in uh, Serbia and Vojvodina and I interviewed various political representatives for the mainstream parties, ethnic minority parties, journalists, academics, uh, uh, people from the NGO sector uh, then ordinary people and, uh, uh, and uh, this is. This were pretty much my uh, most the most important and locally available sources for this uh, research for this book.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, as you say uh, uh, already, there is a, a significant section uh, in the beginning of your book where you trace uh, over several hundred years the particular regional history of Vojvodina. For the purposes of this interview, uh, we're going to focus on the period. Uh, from the second world war and until the present day. And you note, which is uh, also one of the interesting aspects of Vojvodina that in addition to its inherent, very heterogeneous uh, and diverse uh, ethnic population, uh, there has also been uh, a history of migration, uh, both organized and spontaneous. Uh, in uh, the region to Vojvodina from other parts uh, of the region. Now, uh, after the Second World War, the Yugoslav government, uh, that is the government of socialist Yugoslavia, organized one of these waves, the arrival of a large number of settlers to Vojvodina from other parts of Yugoslavia. Where did these people come from? Who were they? And how did their arrival affect Vojvodina?
1: uh these people largely came from who ravaged parts of uh uh from the western part of the former yugoslavia mostly uh bosnia parts of bosnia then the region of uh, Kraina or inner Dalmatia in croatia then parts of inner montenegro as well and uh the, quite a few of them they were also they belonged to uh they were uh, uh, partisan families who had lost their their uh, their land was destroyed. Or their, or they had lost members of their uh, family in the partisan st- struggle, and so they they were uh, they they uh, were settled in different parts of the uh, Vojvodina. And as quite a few people may know, quite a few of them they took over the the houses and properties of uh, uh, the ethnic uh, German minority, especially in the Banat region, who had to live after who had to live after the uh, after the defeat. Of uh, of the axis between uh, uh, between the end of 1942 and 1940, 1940 uh, later especially 1943, and uh, uh, well, it was uh, this. Uh, um, their uh, uh, integration, long-term integration, was in the at least in the early stages was rather problematic because uh, quite a few of them could not adapt to the new. Geographic as well as uh, social circumstances in uh, so- socio-cultural circus- circumstances in Voivodina, then quite a few of them could not. As it also happened with the colonists who came after this, the First World War and interwar uh, Voivodina, they could, they they, did, they couldn't exactly take over. Uh, 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 they introduced, for example, some different agricultural methods uh, in comparison to those uh, that were used before in the past uh, by the uh, the ethnic German. Uh the ethnic uh, uh, German farmers. Then quite a few of them had, did not have a, an extensive, uh, coming from mountainous uh, territories, they, they didn't have an extensive uh, uh, knowledge of the farming particularities of uh, of the Pannonian plain. And uh, and also there were some instances of distance uh, from the locals, not necessarily locals belonging, belonging to ethnic minorities, but also the local uh, Serbs.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you have this very interesting quote in your book uh, by... Milojević and Milošavljević where uh, he says, in a way, the Pannonian plain slowly devoured many of the newcomers. I, I really uh, like that that quote. It's it's very picturesque.
1: And it is not only it is not only miich who is using this uh, this uh, picturesque analogy it is also it is I heard it from quite a few people in voivodina uh, coming from different uh, ethnic uh, groups and uh, this mean this very much summarizes in a picturesque manner as you mentioned this uh, the reality of uh, uh, grasser of uh, eth- inter-ethnic relations in voivodina and voivodinas regional uh, regional uh, realities from uh, an everyday banal source. Socialist perspective that you have these uh, g- these diverse ethnic groups who settled in Vojvodina as part of different migrations through time, but in the in the end they tend to ident- they develop a local a local uh, even unconsciously a local uh, a regional a strong regional uh, identity or or, at- or if not regional identity a strong uh, at- uh, attachment to the regional uh, to the regional uh, uh, specificities of Vojvodina. While at the same time still maintaining their groupness, their group particularities. In other words, something uh, uh, different from the case of, say, the U.S. melting pot. And this is something which is uh, mentioned in the in one of the uh, I think it is uh, in, in one of the chapters in uh, in the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a, also a quote here. Uh, By the late 1960s, Vojvodina was the Yugoslav region where intergroup relations were more positive than in any other ethnically diverse part of the country. Why was that the case?
1: Uh, This was the case, actually, well, I don't want to sound as an essentialist, but uh, also in terms of this, uh, one should not overlook this uh, longer uh, record of uh, of, uh, positive intergroup uh, intercommunal relations among populations with different ethnic ro- origins, uh, uh, who were living in a richly in a rich, in, a rich, uh, uh, in an agriculturally rich uh, part of the for, uh, part of the former Yugoslavia. But the most important part was played by the formal, the uh, formal, uh, institutional structures of socialization between uh, people, uh, pe- uh, between individuals uh, coming from different ethnic groups, also local Serbs and Serbs who. Came from uh, the so-called uh, uh, colonies, and uh, within the self-management organizations, uh, and also the other uh, the, the other institutional structures of the of the Yugoslav uh, state at that uh, time. This is where very much where this any kind of ethnocultural, uh, ethno-cul- uh, ethnocultural differences or friction or or suspiciousness was, uh, allevi- was alleviated, and also especially from uh, the late I'll ni- late, say ninety six onwards when also there was the ethnic, for example, the ethnic Hungarians of Vojvodina, uh, uh, in particular, or the ethnic Croats they were not not even. Uh, Indirectly seen, uh, they were not even indirectly associated with uh, the uh, with the Wehrmacht occupation in uh, the region. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the fact uh, that I just alluded to uh, from that quote in your book about uh, internet ethnic relations being more positive in Vojvodina than elsewhere in Yugoslavia at the time, this uh, in your book stems from an opinion poll regarding inter-ethnic relations in Yugoslavia. From uh, And you have one from 1964. Were there many such polls conducted? And I know that some listeners will be very hesitant or maybe even suspicious regarding opinion polls in uh, Yugoslavia at the time. So I'm interested both in hearing Uh, whether this was a one-off or whether you know that there were many such opinion polls conducted and what your own kind of view is about the reliability of such polls
1: uh the, the i could i consulted quite a few opinion polls but i think that the ones that i used in, the ones that i used in the book they were the most uh, comprehensive the more the most comprehensive ones and of course uh, there is a good reason to be there is a good reason to be skeptical about uh, the results of this uh, opinion this public state uh, sponsored by public service at that time uh, but uh, comparing uh, comparing also the uh, the answer answers uh, uh, that were given by the poll samples uh, in Vojvodina not only in uh, in uh, uh, in urban centers uh, but also in the countryside uh, i can recall that there was this uh, uh, that uh, if you compare with the cases of Bosnia for instance, that uh, the levels of uh, the, the levels of uh, uh, of these uh, positive answers in the uh, Urban centres of Vojvodina and urban centres in Bosnia—they are f- f- very much comparable. But one could notice uh, a greater in this in this opinion polls uh, would notice a greater uh, tendency towards an ethnic. Introversion, inverted commas, in the more rural parts of Bosnia, whereas in the case of Vojvodina, there was not not a clear differentiation between uh, uh, this openness, this more interethnic openness in urban centres and in the and in rural areas. Uh, Of course, I do have as a disclaimer here, and uh, that uh, as a disclaimer that uh, uh, back then they may not have been so very reliable. uh, These findings may not have been very reliable, as everyone would try to appear to appear as uh to to, to demonstrate uh, tolerance uh, and uh, a more uh, a more interethnic more internationalist uh, profile but i think that uh, that's still uh, judging from the material that they have because i could not find and also um in, in, in interviews that I, I took with sociologists at the University of uh, Novi and I think that is also mentioned in my book, uh, uh, that uh, still there was this uh, pattern of uh, greater openness both in urban and uh, rural areas, uh, which is also rather uh, specific of Voivodina, and perhaps history also in Croatia, but uh, I didn't, and unfortunately, I didn't have the time to expand further from a more comparative uh, perspective with, say, Bosnia uh, in uh, this uh, or Kosovo in this uh, book.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, moving to the legal, constitutional, administrative side of matters, uh, and away from the opinion polls. Yugoslavia, of course, had six socialist republics, one of which was Serbia. And within Serbia, there were two provinces, Kosovo in the south and Vojvodina in the north. With the 1974 constitution, the last of its kind in Yugoslavia, and uh, I always underline the longest constitution in the world at the time, uh, Vojvodina and Kosovo both received a lot more jurisdiction, a lot more autonomy, uh, and uh, in some ways were almost elevated to the level of uh, a republic. Uh, this of course was not uh, a development which everyone welcomed in Yugoslavia. So how did the 1974 constitution affect inter-ethnic relations within Vojvodina as well as Vojvodina status within Yugoslavia?
1: i think that not only the not only in the federal constitution of 1974 which is extensive one of the most complicated uh, constitutions in uh, in modern history uh, uh at least after the second world war it was after it was uh, well, uh, after, uh, it was, uh, uh also the uh, the, the the constitutional amendments between nineteen sixty nine and nineteen seventy one uh, that uh, enhanced uh, the Vojvodina's uh, status within the republican structures and also the federal structures of uh, Yugoslavia. And uh, uh, it is uh, some regarding the management of inter-ethnic relations. Many provisions were many provisions were also included in the in as part of this uh, multi-level structure, multi-level uh, structure in, infrastructure. Many of these provisions for the protection of minority rights were uh, introduced in uh, were also included in the constitution of Vojvodina. Because Vojvodina did not have a statute, Vojvodina from the, during the from the nineteen seventies onwards onwards had a constitution, and uh, therefore there was. Uh, uh, I will simply I will simply mention it using an example uh, of, by uh, by the late uh, Stefan Pavlovich, uh, who uh, I think that it is also mentioned, uh, which I also mentioned in the book that uh, by the nineteen seventies uh, there was uh, education at all levels levels provided for. Uh, small minorities, even the Ruthins in uh, the Ruthens uh, rising risings in uh, of uh, Voivodina uh, whereas at the same time in uh, the according to Pavlović, uh, the provis- uh, th- these provisions were even more extensive than uh, for uh, the ethnic uh, Serbs of uh, the Socialist Republic of Macedonia in their Serbian language. So I think that this is this is one in, this is one uh, this is one important uh, noteworthy example that there was uh, the possibility ability for uh, 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 there was a possibility for education in even this uh, uh, for uh, from uh, uh, kindergarten all the way to university level in even the smallest languages of uh, Vojvodina. They were actually, uh, apart from Serbia, Serbian, uh, they were also uh, Hungarian, uh, Romanian, Slovak, uh, and uh, Ruthen uh, or Rusin were the official languages of uh, in the autonomous in the socialist autonomous province of uh, Vojvodina, and also uh, there when it comes to the representation of uh, of uh, at the chamber of uh, the chamber of uh, nationalities there would always be at, uh, the hungarian uh, the ethnic hungarian uh, minority would always be represented on a proportional uh, basis mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, and and again all of this is every bit as complicated as uh, you make it sound but yeah i also think that one of the strong points of your book is that you uh, do make it very easy uh, and understandable to uh, follow the general evolution of things, which of course then takes an entirely different direction in the 1980s, which is the, the decade I want to jump to next. You you state that uh, the deterioration of relations between Serbia and Kosovo, which took place uh, at uh, both at the beginning of the 1980s with the Uh, state of emergency that was imposed for a while uh, because of mass demonstrations uh, for autonomy in Kosovo, and then later with the rise of Serbian leader Slobodan Milošević and his uh, suspension of Kosovo's autonomy um, and his plans in general for uh, Serbia, uh, what uh, I and others have uh, called make Serbia great again, um, uh, that these moves, this deterioration inevitably had negative consequences for the status of Vojvodina as well, even though I think we can agree Vojvodina was not the original target of of Milosevic's uh, focus. Uh, So uh, please explain how how you see those events.
1: Uh, So uh, the focus must be on the 1980s, I suppose, here, or... uh... Yes, well the native if you think of the earliest starting from the troubles in Kosovo in 1981 until the end of the 1980s I don't think that there was any real that uh, the situation in Kosovo affected in a particularly negative way the state of inter-ethnic relations in uh, Vojvodina during the 1980s in terms of legal provisions as well as the as the, as, the, as as the uh, states of inter-ethnic uh, uh, multi-ethnic cohabitation on the grassroots level but uh, during the nineteen, and I'm here. I'm focusing on the on the, the early part of the, the first half of the 1980s. There was a very the, the position of the uh, of the Voivodinian leadership, the leadership, the leadership of the socialist uh, socialist autonomous province of Voivodina, Their position became rather complicated because, on the one hand, they had to uh, fend off uh, against the. Uh, recentralizing uh, tendencies that uh, were uh, uh, expressed by Ivan uh, Stambolić and the uh, and uh, the, uh, the, the the Serbian uh, branch of the of the Yugoslav uh, the Yugoslav League of uh, Communists, but at the same time they had to be very careful in order not to uh, not to not to lean too much in favor of uh, uh, in favor of the leadership of the Kosovan leadership, and this uh, this balancing act became even more complicated towards the end of uh, the 1980s, as soon as uh, Milosevic started launching his anti-bureaucrat uh, revolution, which, uh, even though mainly tra- targeted on Kosovo, it started in uh, Vojvodina
0: For the anti-bureaucratic revolution as well, since you mentioned that, uh, I would note that that is a concept where uh, we have an attempt Uh, and a clever one at that one might agree, of the uh, power grab of the Milosevic regime to disguise itself as essentially something that is progressive uh, and aimed at modernizing the Yugoslav state, where in fact most of servers and analysts would agree uh, it essentially provided cover for the recentralization of Yugoslavia under uh, Serbian rule and under Milosevic's control, and hence launch, uh, serving as a launching pad for uh, the events that spiraled into the collapse of Yugoslavia and the wars of Yugoslav succession. Now, um, I know that um, the uh, Yugoslav federal authorities instructed the leaderships of all republics and provinces to keep an eye on how the public perceived the state of emergency proclaimed in Kosovo at the beginning of the 1980s. How can, how do you think based on your sources that the population, as opposed to the elites, uh, how did the diverse population of Voivodina react to the crisis in Kosovo?
1: And we're talking about the 1980s now? Yes. The, the late 1980s. Or...
0: Well, uh, here I'm talking specifically about the, uh, state of emergency that was proclaimed already a year after Tito's death in 1981 and then onwards.
1: Okay. <laughs> well I, I have to say that during the, ni- the early early 1980s uh, and mid 1980s i wouldn't say that there was uh, I, 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 according to my sources uh, there was not, not so much uh, I, I think that there was there were no indirect reper- the crisis in kosovo did not have any indirect repercussions in uh, in uh, uh, on vojvodina but uh, uh, the this indirect repercussions started becoming more and more visible towards the late 19, uh, towards the late 1980s. After all, uh, quite a few of the of the individual of the people who participated in the anti-bureaucratic revolution uh, happenings in uh, Vojvodina, and especially the so-called yogurt revolution, when the the building of the autonomous uh, province, uh, the the assembly of the autonomous province was repeatedly pelted with uh, yogurt, they were they were Serbs from Kosovo. And uh, so uh, I I would say that uh, this also complicated the situation and uh, by by that time there was a public, especially among the Serbian majority, there was an upheaval. Uh, on the grassroots level, also uh, on the leadership, uh, uh, on the grassroots level, also on academic level, which is very important when it comes to the to this uh, the Serbia the extra the, the extra awakening uh, awakening of Serbian nationalism at that time, and uh, so the uh, so at that time at that time the local uh, the Serbian population started in uh, Vojvodina, they started to becoming more sensitive against. Uh, more sensitive against the, uh, more sensitive regarding the situation of uh, the ethnic Serbs and, uh, in Kosovo, and feeling that the federal authorities uh, and also the, uh, the federal authorities were doing nothing uh, to protect uh, the ethnic, uh, the ethnic, uh, the ethnic Serbs in uh, in Kosovo. And uh, this is something, of course, that uh, uh, this is, of course, something that Slobodan Milosevic took well, uh, uh, and his accomplishers took uh, very good advantage of. And uh, so, at, on the one hand, I have to say that this, uh, on the other hand, these uh, ethnic grievances regarding the situation of ethnic uh, Serbs in Kosovo, uh, it combined in space with the attempts of uh, some younger people, uh, younger functionaries of the of uh, the uh, younger functionaries of uh, the, the Communist Party at that time to to take uh, to uh, enhance their status uh, vis-à-vis the old partisan generation who are still in charge. So it was very much this uh, this uh, combination that. Uh, uh, ethnocultural grievances and political ambitions that very much uh, uh, led these uh, uh, certain, uh, certain categories of the population in uh, Vojvodina. Not only Serbs, also, for example, Mihai Kertes was one of the main uh, Milosevic uh, uh, functionaries in Vojvodina and an ethnic Hungarian. And it was this combination that uh, very much uh, 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 led these people to support Slobodan uh, Milosevic.
0: Right, and uh, Keritz is, is, a, is a fascinating case. I have to say that uh, he's one of the people whom I, I really, in the um, uh, longer term, hope that we we get a lot more research on because uh, he, he is one of the key figures in the Milosevic regime who really managed to be uh, kind of hiding in the shadows uh, and has escaped uh, also relatively well from... Uh, the notion of uh, transitional justice uh, 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 and any attempts to prosecute the uh, the crimes of the Milošević regime. Now, using the term of ethnic kinship, you refer to the links between the uh, Serb colonists in Vojvodina with people in Croatia and Bosnia and Herzegovina, even though many of these Serbs came from... Uh, as you called it, Western Yugoslavia, Croatia, uh, Dalmatia, uh, and Bosnia-Herzegovina, many of them retained kinship ties to these regions. And uh, you write that this affected their views of autonomy and federalism. What evidence do you find of this?
1: Well, uh, my evidence, first of all, that uh, uh, that Vojvodina during the early nineties had one of the highest mobilization rates for, uh, mobilization rates for the wars in. Uh, Croatia and uh, later Bosnia, and uh, in the regular as well as the in the regular forces of uh, Bosnian Serb and uh, uh, Bosnian Croat army, but also uh, 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 Bosnian Serb and Croatian Serb Ar- uh, uh, army in Krajina, but also in the in irregular uh, units, and uh, uh, but, but then again, I also have I also have some. Uh, Uh, I also have some evidence from opinion polls, uh, locally available opinion polls which are mentioned and public surveys which are mentioned in the book and where they see that there was a greater tendency towards ethnic introversion as as well as a greater uh, a great much a greater anxiety regarding the prospects of uh, uh, violent dissolution of the of uh, the Yugoslav federation among these particular segments of the Serbian uh, majority in Vojvodina and also have quite a quite uh, it is not mentioned in the book but I also have quite a lot of anecdotal information as part of my field research and uh, mostly not expert interviews mostly interviews with uh, ordinary people, so to speak, uh, in uh, Novi Sad, also in uh, Sombor, Apatin in particular, where there is a great uh, 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 high percentage of uh, uh, people originating from these areas, both colonists and later refugees who uh, settled in these areas. So I think that this is mostly part, of my evidence is mostly from uh, these public surveys, opinion polls and uh, other locally available uh, uh, articles and also, as part of my of anecdotal uh, information from my uh, grassroots uh, interviewing. Mm-hmm.
0: Now that leads us directly to the the kind of next and of course tragic phase in in the story of Vojvodina, namely its proximity to the war zones of both Eastern Slavonia in Croatia uh, and the arrival of the and Bosnia Herzegovina for that matter, and the arrival of the first Serb refugees from Croatia. Uh, in 1991, intensifying, as you call it, the anxieties of the province's Serb majority. How did the relationship of Vojvodina's Serb majority with the mini minorities in Vojvodina get affected by the wars in Croatia and Bosnia and Herzegovina? And in particular, I'm thinking also of the massive exodus of Serbs that took place from Croatia in August 1995 after Operation Storm
1: well uh, back at that time and uh, during between uh, 2000 and uh, in, the, in that uh, after of uh, between 1995 i would say and uh, uh, 2000 uh, Five. Uh, uh, then the decade uh, immediately after Operation Storm, uh, the most ethnic, uh, most ethnic Serb uh, refugees were not settled in those parts of Vo- Vojvodina that would, uh, very few of them were settled in these parts of Vojvodina with a, a dense ethnic minority population. For example, if you think of the cases of uh, Senta or Ada or Subo- Subotica, uh, Kanija, and all this in the northern. Bachka enclave so to speak where there is a, uh, there is a local ethnic uh, ethnic hungarian majority there were small numbers of ethnic uh, serb refugees who were, who were settled there so at that time there was no uh, no, no instances of friction as such but uh, there there were instances of friction during the two ra- rather regular uh, instances of friction during in uh, to the year 2005 the so called ethnic incidents that involved uh, violent clashes between uh, uh, ethnic serb Serbs, often refugees and locals, uh, uh, Hungarians or uh, Croats, especially in the vicinity of uh, Subotica, there were quite a few such uh, cases recorded back then. Uh, but uh, these were also they were not only uh, relevant; they were not only subject to ethnicity, but very much subjects, also subject to economic. Uh, the, the dire economic uh, situation and competition for scarce uh, uh, job opportunities but something that I need to mention here is that uh, uh, the uh, the early uh, wave of uh, ethnic Serb refugees who came to Vojvodina not those from uh, the neighboring parts of Eastern Slavonia but especially those who came from Kraina or from other parts or from parts of Bosnia they were not uh, exactly welcomed by a certain by. A considerable segment of the local Serb population uh, they were uh, f- uh, setting uh, competition uh, for uh, economic competition aside. there were many negative uh, ne- negative uh, prejudices and stereotypes that came up uh, uh, about, uh, that resurfaced about them. for example, I could hear people who were complaining that uh, these people these uh, those, those k- Kreisnici they smell in inside the buses. Inside, they 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 smell inside. They, they smell badly inside the, the public pr- transportation buses, and uh, then there was some kind of. It, it is also mentioned in uh, the book that there was some kind of uh, uh, indirect, uh, subtle tendency, uh, so that they would uh, speak more uh, proper uh, ecabiza. Uh, uh, Serbian and abandon, for example, uh, wars like "kruh" or "obiteli," uh, and uh, so this is it was, it was the early stage of social integration uh, after their settled their settlement in uh, Vojvodina uh, was uh, kind of, was uh, complicated.
0: So what we see, not surprisingly, because we know this indeed from from your own country, from from Greece, uh, if we go back to the. Greco-Turkish war after the First World War, we see that even though there might be ethnic kinship uh, between, uh, say, ethnic Serbs from Croatia and Bosnia uh, that allow them to find safety and safe harbor in Vojvodina, that does not necessarily protect them from othering by the Serbs who were already there or from forms of discrimination.
1: No, no. No, they they did. Uh, these instances did come up.
0: Yeah, yeah. You write that, and here I quote: um, uh, "There was a brain drain, uh, uh, a, a very uh, term, a very common term that we've heard with, throughout the Balkans and East Central Europe in the nineteen nineties, and and perhaps even later." You you mentioned this brain drain existing among minorities in Vo- Vojvodina in the nineteen nineties. Why did this happen? And is it your perception that the minorities of Vojvodina were disproportionately affected by this brain drain compared to the Serbian majority?
1: The situation of ethnic minorities in Vojvodina at that time became very specific because, first of all, uh, uh, and when the wars broke out in Croatia and Bosnia, and especially in Croatia, uh, the younger uh, members of ethnic minorities did not want to fight and be mobilized uh, on the front for wars that uh, uh, they believed that they had nothing to do with them, that these were like uh, Serbian expansionist uh, wars. Uh, So quite a few of them uh, uh, left uh, Vojvodina at that time uh, to Hungary, uh, uh, mostly to Hungary, also to some of them to Slovakia. And later... Later, when uh, especially after the impact of the embargo on uh, the UN embargo on uh, on uh, Serbia during the nineteen nineties, worsened the socio economic situation. Plus, uh, of course, the, the. plus uh, domestic mismanagement and corruption. Quite a few of them uh, started taking advantage of the so-called status low laws for the diasporas that were issued by Hungary, uh, Slovakia, and uh, also Romania. and they left uh, the, uh, the most younger, best educated, the more entrepreneurial part of these uh, uh, s- segments of these minorities. they left uh, and emigrated to uh, Budapest in Hungary. Uh, Bratislava in Slovakia, and also Timisoara in Bucharest in uh, Romania.
0: Very interesting. And uh, this is, again, I think, uh, a topic which is relatively unknown in in Western Europe, this uh, procedure or process by which uh, ethnic Hungarians in particular, but also others, are affected by EU membership or EU expansion to the region in that they then have uh, a considerable incentive to use their ethnicity to achieve citizenship in countries that are already uh, EU members or are becoming EU members uh, while Serbia and other countries in the region uh, are uh, to this day quite far away from, from such membership. Now, we've been through... The 90s, which I think we can agree is uh, in many senses for Vojvodina, as for indeed all of the former Yugoslavia, uh, a very dark and tragic decade indeed. Moving to wrap up the 90s and to move into the present millennium, uh, what role did Vojvodina's regional identity play in the downfall of Slobodan Milosevic, which occurred in, in October 2000?
1: This is a rather complicated question this is a rather complicated question i will try to answer that uh, uh, what happens in Vojvodina there are of course regionalist parties there is the league of uh, uh, Vojvodina's social democrats re- led by uh, led by chanak uh, uh, up to today. there was also the reformist party which no longer exists there was also the national the peasant party of Vojvodina all of them all, all of them uh, sponsoring certain uh, agendas for the uh, for the autonomous uh, status of uh, Vojvodina within Serbia, uh, the League uh, it, it started uh, uh, projecting, uh, started developing proposals for the asymmetric status of Vojvodina, uh, uh, administrative status of Vojvodina within Serbia. Later, uh, at some point in the nineteen, in the towards the mid and late ni- uh, mid and late nineties, they switched temporarily switched to federalization, meaning the reorganization of Serbia as uh, a federal state which, con- which which would consist of uh, Serbia proper Vojvodina and Kosovo of course uh- uh, uh, taking into into uh, into uh, into account the uh, rising tensions in uh, of the uh, in in Kosovo during the second half of the 1990s this was not uh, well. this uh, this this proposal was not uh, welcomed uh, uh, at, at all by the the mainstream uh, uh, Serbian political parties but what is here what is very important is that uh, unlike other cases of regionalism for example the case of Istria where the pivotal role is played uh, by the Istrian the party of the Istrian uh, democratic assembly in Vojvodina the league of social democrats even though always uh, represented in the in the, in the autonomous uh, the provincial autonomous structures they were never particularly popular and instead it was local uh, local uh, mps uh, vojvodinian mps from the uh, Bigger mainstream political uh, parties, especially the DS (Demokratska Stranka), the centrist party, but even 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 uh, Koštunica's uh, uh, DSS (the Democratic Party of Serbia), and uh, they would try to lobby on an informal basis uh, uh, for in order to promote the uh, great the uh, m- the more uh, autonomous administrative uh, status, also economic autonomy for Vojvodina. From within the structures of these mainstream uh, parties, and a good example was also the case of, uh, Bojan, uh, Paitic of uh, Bojan Paitic of Bojan uh, of uh, the Democratic Party from uh, from uh, in from Vojvodina. So overall, there was this necessity to lobby for a greater the necessity to lobby for a greater uh, administrative uh, more extensive administrative jurisdictions for a part for a part of Serbia which is uh, agriculturally rich and has all these uh, historical and sociocultural specificities did help, provide, uh, did help provide a common ground among these uh, politicians coming from uh, different political parties.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving, moving beyond the fall of Milosevic, how did these parties then continue to in- evolve in their politics after he was removed from the scene?
1: uh one of uh, the early uh, uh one of the precursors uh, so to speak of the current statute for Vojvodina was the so-called omnibus uh, omnibus uh, law that was uh, that passed in 2000 i don't remember 2002 if i'm not mistaken or to, uh, 2000 if I'm not mistaken and uh, this uh, provided the uh, early uh, it was an early attempt to uh, an early attempt to uh, strengthen the regional competencies of uh, voivodina especially when it comes to the management of interethnic inter-ethnic relations and also economic uh, also economic autono- autonomy and also partially partially the partially judicial autonomy and the ability of uh, the capacity of Vojvodina to pass uh, legal statutes on a regional basis on a provincial basis in accordance with uh, the in accordance with Serbian republican law and at that time of course uh, there was some kind of uh, there was uh, some a uh, uh, cleavage could be uh, could be not, could be noticeable because on the one hand you had these political forces who were in favor of the restitution of at least partial restitution of of Vojvodina's autonomous competencies. these were namely the democratic party uh, the league of Vojvodina social democrats and also the uh, also the uh, ethnic uh, the uh, two ethnic hungarian parties back then the alliance for vojvodina's hungarians and the democratic community of vojvodina's hungarians And on the other hand, there were the more centralist uh, forces, the pro-centralist and nationalist forces, for example uh, the uh, SPO, uh, the Serbian Renewal Movement, uh, the Serbian Radical Party and the Serbian Socialist Party, of course, and also uh, uh, the party of uh, DSS, uh, the Democratic Party of Serbia. But here uh, there were also, uh, 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 if I can uh, mention it here as anecdotal information, uh, in Vojvodina, I met some local uh, MPs of this uh, party who were more uh, positive towards the prospects of partial restitution of Vojvodina's administrative autonomy especially especially regarding the economic aspects
0: it's interesting you should mention uh, your 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 anecdotal uh, experience here because uh, in my own experience living in uh, Novi Sad for for just a month uh, at the end of 2013 I also recall some quite interesting conversations uh, with uh, various people, some of them just people I ha- happened to meet on the street. And uh, one of the things that, that I remember uh, surprising me at the time was the degree to which uh, some uh, people had absorbed this kind of nearly ontological fear uh propagated to some extent by various political parties in Serbia about uh, an EU plot or plan to remove Vojvodina from uh, Serbia um, as a kind of next step in the dismantlement of Serbia after the declaration of Kosovo's independence in 2008. Did did you ever run into anything like that?
1: Uh, yes they were nationalist uh, nationalist uh, uh, I, th- I have to say that uh, i also came across this nationalist uh, backlash also people people uh, but when it comes to this as i have to say that the high the high profile their high profile members in uh, in uh, voivodina between two thousand and two thousand and five i think they're high profile people of course they would uh, they would subscribe to the subscribe to the official party line and they would be very kind of very uh Defensive when it comes to any when it comes to any questions about Vojvodinian autonomy or even Vojvodinian regional identity, but some lower profile MPs uh, elected on a more uh, local basis outside of Novi Sad, and you, and uh, also, also people coming, for example, coming from the areas around uh, Sombor or the more multiethnic uh, parts of uh, more multiethnic parts of uh, Vojvodina near the borders with uh, Hungary, they could be these ones could be kind of more. Um, Accommodating when it comes to the restitution of uh, certain autonomous, comp- uh, partial restitution of autonomous competencies for uh, uh, for uh, Vojvodina, but otherwise, uh, uh, actually, if I can use here an uh, anecdote to give one more anecdotal uh, an anecdotal story, I don't want I, I'm not I cannot give out any names, of course, but there were cases there were the cases when I spoke I, I interviewed uh, representatives from DSS in Vojvodina and local depres uh, representatives of the Radical Party, and even though the of course sometimes it can also be a personal a case of personal idiosyncrasy but there were some quite a few occasions on which the representatives of the radical party in uh, voivodina even though they would disagree with the concepts of regional identity or even more so voivodinian regional uh, administrative autonomy autonomy still they would be less defensive uh, uh, in their answers in comparison to certain people that i interviewed from high profile people that i interviewed from DSS in Vojvodina at that time.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's very interesting. And again, it's a a timely reminder, I think, that we need to keep the heterogeneity of these parties uh, in mind as well, uh, the actors within them. And of course, we know that there's also a degree of fluidity. And speaking of party political fluidity, let's end with the biggest one of all in recent memory on the Serbian political landscape, and that is, of course, the establishment in October 2008 of the Serbian Progressive Party, um, thereby splintering the Serbian Radical Party. And we have Tomislav Nikolic and Aleksandar Vucic, now the president of Serbia, who go and found uh, the Serbian Progressive Party. Um, What I'd like to hear you talk about here at at the end is how uh, the uh, SNS has affected uh, Vojvodina? And uh, one could turn that around and say, how has Vojvodina affected the SNS as well? Um, and in particular, I'm also thinking here of our colleague, Serge Pavlovich's uh, term that he coined a few years ago of uh, stabilitocracy in Serbia and in the region. So how have politics in Vojvodina evolved Uh, since the establishment of the SNS and the solidification of this stipulatocracy.
1: Well, first of all, I didn't know that uh, Serja uh, coined this term stabilitocracy, which I like a lot, I have to say. And then, uh, well, uh, the politics of Vojvodina—they have been, on the one hand, they have been subject to regional particularities, but by other aspects, they, they also follow the general trend. They may also, at the same time, they can follow the general trend across Serbia. And uh, the politics of Vojvodina, in Vojvodina after two thousand eight followed the general trend in the rest of Serbia in that uh, SNS is. The preponderant party in voivodina as well but if there is any specific uh, a, 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 any uh, a, 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 any spe- some specific dimension this is uh, the fact that uh, that uh, that that the, the modus viventi between the local modus viventi between the alliance of Hungarians in Vojvodina which is the uh, the largest uh, ethnic hungarian party and SNS they cooperate very well on a local basis with uh, and uh, this in my uh, opinion this is subject to two aspects uh, to uh, two uh, factors the one of them domestic the other uh, subject to foreign uh, to to foreign uh, to european politics and foreign Policy and start. The internal factor is that since two thousand, the year two thousand, uh, this party has had been. Uh had been uh, participating in uh, several in a series of coalition governments in uh, Serbia and so they had the opportunity to promote their 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 standpoints for the for uh, the improvement of the minority rights for ethnic for the ethnic hungarians uh, from within the governing structures so this made so th- their stress on their on ethno territorial autonomy gradually became weaker but on the other hand uh, uh, this also had to do in the uh, it also has to seen uh, through the matrix of the Broader improvement of interstate relations between Serbia and uh, Hungary, uh, and uh, namely the, uh, the, the namely the approachment the approachment between uh, uh, President uh, uh, Prime Minister Viktor Orban and President Alexander uh, Vučić, especially along the lines of their shared uh, political culture and uh, and uh, patterns of personalized uh, leadership, of course. And what is quite important here is that as as I was told by quite a few members of the Alliance of uh, of uh, Vojvodina's Hungarians that I spoke to in uh, in November two thousand eighteen, uh, the leader of this uh, of this uh, party, the Alliance of Hungarians in Vojvodina, Imre Pastor, is said to have been the main person who uh, functioned as uh, operated as a link between uh, uh, President Vučić and uh, and uh, uh, Prime Minister. Orban.
0: Now that's very interesting, and, and that could lead us into an entirely different discussion about uh, the role of, of Orban in the region, and of course, the whole discussion that has taken place within Serbia as well regarding the urbanizacja uh, or urbanization of uh, Serbian politics. But I think for today we will stop here, and I want to uh, thank. Vasilis Petsinis uh, for a very interesting discussion regarding his book, which again is called National Identity in Serbia, Vojvodina, and a Multiethnic Society Between the Balkans and Central Europe, published in 2019 by EIB Towers. Thank you, Vasilis, for being my guest today.
1: Thank you very much.